A word of warning. This podcast may contain themes that some listeners might find distressing. Not always, but sometimes. However, this podcast will definitely contain strong language. Therefore, if neither of these things sound appealing, it's probably not the podcast for you then, is it? Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Narcissist Ramblings podcast with me, the Narcissist Psychologist, where today I am once again talking to you from the comfort of my car. Um, Hopefully, this sounds a lot better than the last one I did. I apologise for that. There were some uh, (laughs) editing decisions made, which I regret. Um, But hopefully this sounds uh, better now. Um, And it's a lot more... It doesn't sound like I'm speaking to you from some kind of echoey room. (laughs) Um, Today's episode is, uh, again, a question or a topic that was suggested by one of my followers on Instagram. And it relates to, I guess, the idea of um, psychological language that's become quite popular uh, or has become um, sort of overused particularly sort of in today's everyday vernacular and particularly in the online spaces. Um, the One of the words that was suggested I talk about is, um, you know, the the word of, of being triggered, um, which I thought about talking about, uh, but I'm not going to because actually I think that's been covered um, better by other people. Um, for example, I know that... Uh, Tinder Translators has done a specific post um, about this, that, which I will put in the show notes, but on the whole it talks about how um, people use the word feeling triggered when actually they mean offended and that that's two very different things um, to what um, being triggered by an actual um, trauma memory or um, re-traumatizing event um, is. So I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Um, If you want to go check out the post, I suggest you do. But the thing I am going to talk about, and this is, uh, I spent some time thinking about this last night, probably when I should have (laughs) been trying to get some sleep. But the thing I am going to talk about is this idea of parental wounds. So I don't know if you, maybe you know about this or maybe it's just uh, me who knows about it. But more and more on social media, I've seen discussions around Uh, parental wounds so things like the mother and the father wound and um, I'm going to try and explain as best I can why I struggle with these terms as always this might not necessarily be very coherent but I'll try my best Um, and hopefully this will be informative in some way so I first became aware or have become aware of the sort of um, terms uh, mother and father wound through following or seeing um, you know it pop up on social media accounts that I guess might be more spiritual in nature now you know before before anybody gets really angry um, I'm not saying that I have anything against spirituality. Um, I think if people um, can find, I don't know, some kind of meaning uh, and if the link between spirituality and mental health is something that helps them, I'm all for it. I'm not 
I don't have an issue with that. Um, something that is interesting, um, an interesting phenomenon, is uh, something called spiritual bypassing, um, which we may talk about um, on another day. Um, I don't really know enough about it, um, but anyway. But what am I trying to say? Oh yeah, um, parental wounds is something that I have noticed is more common in this kind of area. Uh, of social media mental health discussion now I can't quite figure out why the discussion of parental wounds is something that irks me um, but it does and hopefully I might be able to try and explain that here but I think it has something to do with the fact that it's it relates to a Another phenomenon that I've noticed on social media where there is quite a lot of discussion around um, somebody's childhood, particularly the relationship that they have with their parents or the way in which they were parented. Now, I'm a bit conflicted because on the one hand, I think it's fantastic that um, there is more discussion being had around the impact of childhood and how it relates to who we are as adults because I think previously, um, you know, whenever people talked about psychological distress or the impact of psych uh, psychological um, difficulties people would always say but it's got nothing to do with my childhood my childhood was fine um, uh, there's you know what happens to you as a child has no impact on you as an adult and the connection between the two is to, to make a connection between the two is stupid essentially so on the one hand I'm uh, you know quite pleased that there is more discussion being had around the impact of childhood on adulthood. The thing that I struggle slightly with is that there seems to be an over-focus or a narrow view focused solely on parenting or how people were parented. Now I say this cautiously because I think that parenting and parent and, and how we experience our parents and the way that we were brought up by our parents is very important and I'm not saying it isn't but there is there seems to be a narrative forming that I've noticed um, other people may not have noticed this um, I'm also aware that I follow quite a lot of psychological accounts so this might not be something that um, the average person who has a social media account might be aware of and that's fine but I guess what I have noticed is that there seems to be <laughs> not necessarily blame, but it feels quite a lot like blame um, being laying at the feet of parents, of sp particularly of millennials. Not so sure about Gen Zs, but, you know, I always just think that if any parents of millennial children who are now adults um, were following their children in their children's Instagram accounts and they saw these sort of posts that are being shared or these discussions that are being shared um and when i and when i say these posts i mean there there's often posts that will sort of say if you say for example have people pleasing tendencies this is likely because um, you grew up in an environment where you felt that um, you had to please your parents or else or there was some kind of threat or um, you were made to feel a particular type of way if you didn't do this which again is probably true but I don't know it feels quite blamey of of parents who potentially may have been trying their best now I want to caveat this with the fact that there is very obviously a distinction between 
parents who were abusive, neglectful, massively harmful, created fear and terror in their children, created a hostile and frightening environment for their children. I'm not talking about those type of parents in this conversation. I think I'm talking about your run-of-the-mill, quite average parent who raised the -the run-of-the-mill, quite average human being, an individual. Um, I think those type of parents are being are not being given the most what's the word I'm looking for I don't think they're being given I I don't think there's a lot of empathy for those type of parents and I think the reason I think that or the reason I feel that is because I am now a parent and I think I empathize more potentially with parents of old because I'm trying to be the best parent that I can be and I'm trying to do things uh, the way that I know best, um, trying to raise my children in a particular way and instill particular values in them, but it is fucking hard. <laughs> and I don't think people necessarily know how hard it is unless you've been a parent. And sometimes I wonder if the people who share these sort of posts about child slash parent relationships um, are parents themselves. They might be, I don't know. But um, I just kind of wonder if maybe I have slightly more empathy with the parents of millennial children because I am now a parent myself. But anyway, that's um, slightly off the point. But yeah, I I think there's not necessarily much empathy being given to parents who also they themselves may have been parented in a particular way and may have received a particular type of um, upbringing from their parents. Um, who also then in turn received a particular type of upbringing from the parents before them. So I think there's quite a, I think it's quite a drive, understandably so, to sort of locate um, a root cause or a particular reason behind why people are feeling the way that they are in today's society, in the here and the now. And I think that that's being hyper-focused on parenting and I think if you were to look for a root cause like how far do you go back you know do you go back to then looking at your your grandparents and the way your grandparents treated your parents or your great-grandparents then raised your your grandparents like how far down the line do you go because that all has an impact doesn't it like the, the the parenting styles and the difficulties that everyone experienced along the way um if it was solely focused on parenting style or the way that the parents were you could go back generations so that's something that i think that's one of the reasons why i think that this is um i think it's interesting um and i think the reason and that links then to the the the, the parental wounds um because i think that the the label of it being either a mother or a father wound for me is interesting because it is a label or some kind of labeling of of an experience or a difficulty that somebody's experienced or has had and i just find it i find it interesting that in this day and age where there is a um you know more of a pushback against psychiatric diagnosis or diagnosis in and of itself um where people are saying that they are more than their diagnosis which that you know there are that i mean which they are um you know uh, a diagnosis of anxiety or depression or schizophrenia or bipolar doesn't define a person 
um, as who they are. They are more than that. But some people, I guess, find labels helpful. Uh, psychiatric diagnosis helpful. But anyway, that's a debate for another day. But what am I saying? Oh, sorry, yes. So I find it quite interesting that in this day and age where there is a bit more of a pushback against um, psychiatric diagnosis, that there is now this kind of labelling of a type of interaction that can occur or you know, has occurred between um, a person and their parent. I think it's... I think it kind of just over pathologizes the nature of what happens between a child and a parent. I don't know. Um, it just feels a bit odd because I think when we think about trying to understand somebody's psychological difficulties um, in terms of like a formulation, somebody's relationship with their parents or the way that they were parented would fall under what we call sort of predisposing factors so the things that make somebody uh, more vulnerable or the things that make it more likely for somebody to develop um, a mental health difficulty and you know that falls well predisposing factors are form part of what's known as like a five p's formulation so the five p's would be the presenting difficulty that somebody has um, the precipitating factors that um, directly um, well precipitated or triggered the difficulty that somebody has um, the predisposing factors so you know as I was saying the things that made somebody the, the things in somebody's life that made them more vulnerable to developing the the difficulty that they have uh, the perpetuating factors so the things that kind of maintain the difficulty that somebody has um, and protective factors so you know what resources or helpful things does somebody have um, to kind of help with their presenting difficulty now parenting difficulties depending on who you are and the nature of your relationship and the type of parenting difficulty that you have uh, could fall under um, any any of those other four sort of uh, P's as it were so it could be predisposing it could be precipitating it could be perpetuating and it could also be uh, protective depending on you know whether you have one a good relationship with one parent and an um, unhelpful or harmful relationship with another parent. But at the same time, experiences with your parents under, you know, predisposing conditions would be one of many facets of a human's, uh, of a person's experience as a human being that kind of shape the sort of direction of their life that leads them to developing their difficulty. And I guess my my issue with something like the the parental wounds is that again it's like a really hyper focused very narrow um root cause that would fall under predisposing factors that sort of seems to be everyone's answer because you know there's also a lot of discussion around um attachment styles um i don't know why <laughs> But there's so much conversation around attachment styles, which again, like, you know, trying to find the balance in myself, I think it's very important that people are aware of attachment styles and that people have attachment styles and that it, you know, can make you feel a particular way um, when meeting somebody new or starting a, an intimate relationship or just being in a friendship. It might explain why maybe sometimes you um, attach really strongly to somebody and then may become avoidant or why you might be nervous at somebody when somebody doesn't text you back. You know, I think it, help exp I think it helps explain all these things, but there seems to be quite again like a really really strong 
over focus on it uh, to the point where you know that seems to be um, some the, the be all and end all of the human experience sometimes sorry I digress what was I saying oh yes so the parental relationship or the or the parental wound um, would absolutely fall under sort of one of the predisposing factors that we would think about um, in relation to somebody's mental health difficulties but it is but it isn't the only thing and again there's you know it's a bit tricky because obviously a parental relationship is quite an important part of somebody's upbringing and whilst it's only one thing it's you know one thing that is involved in somebody's life for a long period of time you know um, for those of you who, who still have parents your parents whose parents are still alive as it were your parents are still involved in your life so the the influence is still there but i guess you know as an example something that i don't think is necessarily thought about enough is something like someone's schooling and the reason why i say this is because um in my own life the most time i spend with my children um is on the weekends for the rest of the time they're at school you know that when i'm at work they're at school and when my partner's at work they're at school so she, you know both of us have a lot less time in a week with our children than we might think and a large proportion of our children's life is spent at school um, and you know the schooling experience because of that I think is also massively important and isn't necessarily um, considered enough because you know that's where we as individuals develop our social networks our social skills which are obviously you know aided by us as parents but um, you know we're not there to see how they interact or how they engage and you know that's part and parcel of the teacher's role and that you know and then the the relationship with teachers is also something that um, is interesting um, and maybe not necessarily considered or thought about um, do they like school? Is school uh, an environment that um, we we as children enjoyed? Were we popular? Were we bullied? Were we made to feel an outcast? Um, were we? Did we feel included? Did we feel excluded? So these are things that are not necessarily taken into account or considered in and amongst this conversation about parental wounds. And I guess... I guess the difficulty is that I'm not saying that the parent-child relationship isn't important. I guess what I'm saying is is that there seems to be a lot of focus on just the parent-child relationship when it comes to mental health difficulties. And there doesn't seem to be consideration for the fact that we are individuals that grow up in a particular culture, that we grow up in a particular society, that there are numerous amounts of influences within our life that could also impact on our later de uh, adult development and also you know our mental health the relationship with we have with our parents is one of those key things but it's not everything that makes us a human being and you know when there's information shared on social media that relates to this i think it absolutely does resonate with people and again this is the other thing that i um struggle with because maybe I don't give people the benefit of the doubt maybe I don't give people enough credit to be able to delineate between whether they did or didn't have a healthy or good relationship with their parents and again you know if that's true then I hold my hand up to that but also the other thing that I wonder about is 
and this is the other thing that I've spoken about in another podcast with um, Chloe Bedford and Joe Rodriguez about the nature of um, psychology on social media. Um, it's the fact that the information that's shared, particularly you know, in relation to parental wounds, it's shared in a way that could be applied to most people and it's possible that somebody could then read something like this and see some of that information or that experience within their own life and then think, oh, yeah, okay, that resonates with me and that's something that um, I've experienced or could have experienced or maybe, or maybe um, I don't know, resonates with me. I also hate using the word resonate because I feel, also feel like that's quite a <laughs> overused word. Um, in social media but is it necessarily helpful like you know it could lead them to re-examine their relationship with their parents and it could lead them to think a lot more about how they were parented and what you know whether their needs were met or whether their parents were you know completely attuned to their needs at all times and um all that kind of stuff but is it necessary is it helpful is it like a one of those light bulb moments that helps somebody completely understand who they are as an individual or has it maybe then created some unnecessary sort of I don't know not necessarily resentment or could it create some kind of what's the word I'm looking for does it in some way then change a person's relationship with their parents and see their parents in a light that they that is maybe maybe slightly less favorable than what it might have previously been and is that helpful and if somebody hadn't seen that post would they just carry on living their life relating you know being in a relationship with their parents um in a way that was kind of okay and wasn't necessarily fraught with this kind of idea of i'm like this because this is how you treated me and i'm not saying that that's what people do i'm not saying that they see posts and then all of a sudden they like text their parents and being like oh my god you didn't meet my needs as a child so now you know all my psychological difficulties are your fault i'm not saying that that's happening maybe it does i don't know and maybe that's like a over dramatization of what i'm saying but i guess i guess what i'm saying and to kind of <laughs> sum up this has been a real ramble i'm so sorry i guess what i'm trying to say is that whilst I think it's really helpful that there is more consideration being given to the impact of early childhood on adult developments, particularly in relation to mental health difficulties, I do feel that there is potentially an overfocus on the relationship between a child and their parent to the point where we now have language that seems to pathologize um, mistakes or ways in which parents have raised their children when they were probably just trying their best um, and again I'm not talking about massively um, abusive or neglectful and really really harmful parenting that's not what I'm talking about I'm talking about parenting on the whole and in the general and I think this focus um, or this over focus doesn't necessarily is is one of many facets of uh, a person's development that could contribute to mental ill health um, or mental mental health difficulties. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that if you see these type of mental health posts, take it with a pinch of salt. Like just, I don't know, don't, don't take it as gospel is what I'm trying to say. Um, think a little bit more broadly about all the experiences that maybe you as an individual have had in your life. Um, that could have shaped who you are today. Parenting is important, 
but it's not the only thing that happens to us in our life. Okay, I'm going to draw this to a close um, because I think I have maybe gone off on a tangent and I don't think I was necessarily as clear as I could have been. Hopefully this has made some sense, um, although I'm not entirely sure that I have said everything in a way that I wanted to say it or that necessarily matches how I feel. Um, so if that's the case I do apologize but if you have if you have found this helpful um, please let me know or even if you disagree just come and have a chat with me and let me know you, let me know your thoughts um, I'm always up for uh, having discussions outside of um, you know this one this one way conversation that I'm pretty much having with myself in my car if you've liked the episode please share it comment on it uh, leave leave a rating that'd be helpful but yeah i hope you have a good day or not you don't have to it's entirely up to you or based on the circumstances that you're in and i will hopefully have another podcast out soon cheers